Hey, we, we see it all the time as third-party observers. Somebody will ask a question and then somebody responds with something that has nothing to do with what was just asked. Right. And then you're standing there like, they, they ain't even talking to each other. <laughs> right? they're, they're talking past each other. And so nothing's, nothing's being understood, nothing's being solved, no, no, nothing's working. And here we go again. Uh, against the odds, it doesn't take a genius. Here are Mark and Mike. Ramsey! Marshall, it's a pleasure to see you. I'm, I'm actually not sure when this particular episode is going to uh, air, drop, whatever it is we're supposed to say. You know, I, I've, I've went ahead and brought up drop. I might as well say smash that like and subscribe button and send us all your comments or whatever it is we're supposed to say at this point. But great to see you again. Bottom line. I don't know when this is going to air, but... Great to see you again. Oh, likewise, likewise. No, I'm glad. I'm glad we were able to coordinate our schedules and get here all at the same time. Um, because quite truthfully, I, I've been struggling with my communications. Yeah, I, I knew, uh, you know, I, I had a rant about customer experience. And I knew that a rant was coming, you know, in this episode for you. So, uh, you know, what what is it exactly, Mike, that grinds your gears? Well, I think it, I don't, it's something that maybe it always happened, but now it just seems much more noticeable, but nobody is listening. Nobody is reading. There's reading comprehension, listening, completely gone. And I I get it. I understand everything that you send is received through the the person who's receiving it through their lens, their filter, based upon, you know, their education, their background, their past experiences. But man, Nobody seems to be uh, listening to to what's being said. Uh, yeah, I had an example where you know I, I sent somebody a text message and said, "Hey, you know, I'll be over to to work on that at two o'clock." And then I hear through the grapevine that, "Oh, I hear you're taking so and so out to lunch." Like, what? No, no. <laughs> like, where did all what I said? Like, no, no. That's like that's not even the lunch time. Where, <laughs> no, like, where, where did, where did that come from? You know, and uh, uh, somebody else came in and and they gave me a heads up. Hey, so and so is doing this thing tomorrow. And I'm like, well, that's not you know, that's completely against what we talked about. No, that's not the plan. So I call the person up and I go, hey, what's up with that? And they go, that's not what I said. <laughs> Like, no, no, I didn't say anything like that. And I'm like, where is this all coming from? And, and there just seems to be, I don't know if it's speed where we've all sped up so fast. Yeah. That that when we receive an email, a text message, or even talk to somebody, we're just we're just glancing. We're we're guessing as yeah. to what they're going to 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 say or what the message contains. And then we're just responding to our guess. Right. right. Yeah, it's probably a message about lunch. I'll just say, yeah, we're having lunch. <laughs> you know, you're like, no, no, it's terrible. I, I don't know if you've seen it, but but yeah, it's making me crazy. Yeah, I, I think we, we don't have enough white space on our calendars, which means we do not have much white space in our brain. So I can barely pay attention to what you're saying to me right now. Don't ask me to think about it, too. I've got to come up with a response, you know. And and you'll see this in businesses where, you know, if, if they were, uh, you know, I, I was talking to a business recently where uh, they were basically asking, it, it's a long story that I won't bother telling you, but it, I, they basically were asking me to do a step that I knew was 
actually their step. There had been a change with the government and they needed me to do this step for them. And, you know, when I called them about it, you know, like I'm, I'm a nice guy, right? So I didn't make a big deal about it. I was like, well, I, I think you're the only one that has the info on that change that you need me to make. And uh, like, yeah, I'll, I'll email you the info. You know, in my head, I'm thinking, you could just do this, right? Like, this could just be you doing it. And sure enough, about uh, two hours later, I thought, you know what? There's a time element on this government change. So I emailed and said, hey, just a reminder, you know, you're supposed to send me the info. I got a reply back. You know, after I hung up with you, I thought about it. And I talked to the boss. And we're just going to do it for you. Great. That's yeah. perfect. You know, that could have been a two minute phone conversation and it ended up being this big thing. So, uh, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. We just we're not we are not thinking about what we're uh, hearing or reading. We're we're just in reaction mode all the time because we we just have no margin. We have no margin anymore. So yeah. I think it's a huge problem. And I think we've got a lot of ideas on how to fix it. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think the 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 volume of information that's coming in mm -hmm. and coming in through the different mediums. Mm -hmm. I'm amazed now. I have clients uh, that talk to me on Snapchat. Good gravy. Yeah, and I'm like, Snapchat's like this kid. The only reason I have it is so my you know my daughter will talk to me. Yeah. And so, but now I've got clients. So I've got them on. I've got them on Facebook Messenger. I got them on Snapchat. I got them on regular text. I got them on email. And so you're you're bouncing around oh. all this stuff, and I can see where, and I'm I know I'm guilty of it myself of of just skimming the message and and replying. Well, all of those systems you just talked about are experts. They are making money at getting your attention, and if they've got your attention, you're not paying attention to the person that uh, has this message, right? We're we're distracted constantly. Uh, yeah. So we 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 have a problem in our society. Um, there are some things we can do to mitigate it. I, I I will say, and this is a plug for you know the lost tools of business, the book that I'm uh, working on uh, getting. I, I hope uh, we'll be printing uh, copies this month or this month this year. <laughs> I wish it was this month. Mm. Uh, but uh, there, we spent a lot of time in that talking about uh, leisure and how that was a part of the educational system. It was a part of what made. Uh, Western civilization, great, uh, and we've lost it. So that's that's coming at a later date. But for now, I mean, there are some things in the short term that you can do to be a better listener. So um, I, I kind of want to throw it to you, Mike, on this one, because um, it's part of your book, uh, talking about uh, weight, the 80-20 rule. Frankly, you've got uh, a, a, a figure behind you that I know happens to be uh, the illustration for the cover of your book, Coaching Amplified. You talk a lot about listening when you talk about coaching. So can you give us a little explanation of the of the WAIT acronym and sort of how, how this relates to the listening you talk about in your book? Oh, yeah. Well, when you think of it, right, when you, as soon as you say coaching, you're thinking about the guy behind me, right? He, he's, he's the sender, right? He's giving information. And, and what we've discovered over our careers is that, that the most effective coaches are the ones that have the ability to ask a question and then be quiet. Yep. And so WAIT, W-A-I-T, is the acronym for why am I talking? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, I've got guys, uh, I've got coaches now, I've got uh, individuals 
and they have this sign up so that they can see it. Not necessarily, you know, it might be behind the chair of the person sitting across from them, but right. it's in their line of sight and it just says W-A-I-T. And it's their reminder that 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 when people are talking, that that I should wait, I should listen, I, I should give enough space uh, and allow not only them to talk, but allow me to take it in, that, that I can absorb what's being said fully and be fully present in the moment. And so just, yeah, yeah just slowing down and listening and not, right, the world's moving so fast that oftentimes we're we're not listening to understand we're listening to respond that's right and that's right there, there are three sentences or three words in and i already know what i'm going to say next so i'm not listening to anything after that uh, and, and what i have to say is really good you know like it's really good but <laughs> it doesn't even apply right oh, like yeah. it's just yeah. i haven't even listened to what it is this person needs or wants Hey, we, we see it all the time as third-party observers. Somebody will ask a question and then somebody responds with something that has nothing to do with what was just asked. Right. And then you're standing there like, they they ain't even talking to each other. Right. <laughs> right? They're, they're talking past each other. And so nothing's nothing's being understood, nothing's being solved, no, no nothing's working. So, so in uh, coach training, uh, when I went through my certification process to be a professional certified coach with the International Coach Federation, um, one of the things we talk about is uh, level one, level two, and level three listening. You know, there are, there are layers of listening that you can do. Um, and sometimes what you're listening to is what's not being said, right? You're having to do some thinking about what you're hearing from this person. You're noticing the tone of voice. You're noticing the, the, the body language. Uh, you know, they may be saying it's fine, but they don't mean it's fine. Right. And you notice that they're not talking about that big thing that happened yesterday. And you're wondering why that is. Those are that's active listening. Right. That's that's me trying to really be in the moment and engage. So this is this has part and parcel. If, if we have any managers listening uh, who are coaching, this is this is for you. This is about coaching, uh, being a good listener. Um, oh, yeah. We talk about the 80-20 rule, right? 80 percent of the time I'm listening, twenty percent of the time they're talking. Um, if you were to take that a step further and talk about, um, for me, it's note taking. Um, I I might be listening very actively by uh, writing down what I think I'm hearing the person say, uh, maybe even reflecting on it at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so I, I don't know, uh, if you have a, a, a system for that. Um, but, uh, I, I think that's another way you can sort of show to yourself. I really am trying to take in what I'm hearing here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there's, uh, there's something to be said for making notes. Uh, and I find that when I tell people I'm going to, uh, this is, this is, I know this is going to be an important conversation. I want to make some notes. And then I usually throw in my funny comment is I need to do this because I'm old and I forget things. <laughs> and then they laugh. <laughs> but really, mm -hmm. it's, it's a way of focusing me on listening. Yeah. And I also find that when I'm writing, uh, I'm not talking. It's very difficult to write and talk. And yeah. therefore, I'm quiet, which goes back to wait. And then people explain things more fully. Yeah. I'm able to get better stuff just because I've I've I'm focused on writing down what they're saying. That's causing me to be quiet, and that's creating space for them to uh, to elaborate and 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 get their thought out fully. 
So I, I've heard this recently, and I don't know for sure that it's true, but I heard that C.S. Lewis, who was a you know professor at Oxford and I think then Cambridge, and you know wrote just a prolific author, uh, you know very important thinker for the twentieth century. He on purpose bought ink for his pen that was slow drying, and the idea was to force him to go slower in his writing. Uh, he, you know, he, he could he couldn't go too fast because it, everything would smudge. So he had to slow down in his writing. Now I think that was his writing for him personally, doing some thinking through of things. Um, but you can see how it would apply here, right? Like I need to slow the whole event down so that I really get this. That's kind of the that's the the metaphor that works for me as I'm trying to slow this down so that I really take in what you're saying. I'm really absorbing it. Mm -hmm. No, no, I love that. Uh, yeah, anything to 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 that gets you to focus. Yeah, um, and so so you know the eighty twenty rule is based upon uh, we noticed in the sales world that the the more the customer speaks and the more the salesperson listens, the better the 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 odds of a transaction taking place. You yeah. bet. And so when you're selling something, basically all you're doing is creating behavioral change. I want the person to approve the services or, or leave with different you know, products or transportation or whatever. And so it's the same when we're having conversations, right? We often are, are trying to, you know, and especially in a coaching conversation, get people to do something more, better, different, or less. So the same rules apply. If I'm asking questions and genuinely listening, yeah, mm -hmm. then I've got a better chance of understanding what, what what's going on with that other person. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's a, um, I'll just say this, that that's an acquired skill. I, I don't think we come out of childhood saying, I'm totally ready to listen now. Uh, I, I think we're, we're used to um, responding and, and not thinking about, um, you know, let me double down on what that person said. What are they really saying? Let me make sure I got that. We're just ready to bounce back like we're in a tennis match and, and just hit the ball back across the net. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't help anybody feel listened to or make a behavior change to your point, uh, you know, uh, buy a car or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, let's, uh, let's talk about a, a couple other things at the very least. And, and um, you, you sort of said, uh, you know, when you take out the notepad, you say a few things, you're showing the the person that I'm really wanting to show you that I'm listening. Mm -hmm. And I think there are some other ways that you can do that as well. And uh, this is, you know, we, we this is something that you've probably heard about uh, listeners, both of you. Uh, but the idea of reflecting back what you think you hear the person saying. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use some of their words. I'm going to um, express uh, an emotion, right? Even if it's just going, oh, you know, like to show that I'm still listening. Um, and I might even paraphrase what I think I hear them saying. Like, let me make sure I got this. You're saying that. And then I, you know, run through what I think I hear them telling me. Um, that is showing that I'm paying attention to you. Um, and uh, it, it is shocking how often, if you will just do that, the person will go, you know, yes, oh my gosh, thank you. You're the first person to really get it, um, especially if it's an upset customer or or employee situation. Um, it's like the the wind just comes out of their sails. It's a beautiful thing. So I think that's another one is is showing instead of telling that you're listening. That you're listening. 
So, ah, so, so that's a tool that that <laughs> repeating the last couple of words that a person says. Yeah, I yeah. believe that came from uh, from uh, the Dale Carnegie world when they teach listening, uh, you know, for professionals. And so one of the tricks that they do is is you have to repeat the last two words that that people say when they when they finish their you know their part of a conversation. And, and what it does is it forces you to listen to all the words so that you know what the last two were. Yeah. And yeah. So, so yeah, that's a, that's an old one. And, and when, the first time you meet somebody who does it, you're like, what's his deal? What's well, weird. But then you start to go, Oh, they're really working to listen to me. This is the, <laughs> this is the greatest gift you can give another human being is, is your, your full and undivided attention. But yeah, it's it's absolutely fantastic. Well, it, and it's amazing how these things can be manipulative, right? I mean, I I could be using these tools for evil, right? I don't really give a rip about you, but I'm just going to show you that I'm listening by repeating the last few words, right? Um, and and first off, unfortunately, a lot of the times it still works, even if you do have nefarious. Yeah, it's nefarious evil, things. and it works. <laughs> I hate <laughs> but, that. But eventually people do figure it out because, you know, part of what makes somebody trustworthy is the fact that they're being genuine and that they show that they have my best interests at heart. Um, so, you know, they, there would have to be a little more than just repeating a few words, right? So so there's another example of showing instead of telling, right? Responding to my request, responding to my concern, uh, reflecting back some, um, you know, uh, feeling around, you know, uh, oh, you're you're buying a car because you're uh, getting married, you're having a family. Congratulations! Oh my gosh, you know that would be that would be an appropriate expression uh, of uh, best interest at heart. And I'll give you an example. I um, I have a local photographer who is just excellent. I don't I don't know that you could even book him at this point. He's out of state a lot of times now on gigs, but I'll, I'll say his name just because he deserves it. Ben Keeling, K E E L I N G. He is a phenomenal in the moment photographer it's like photojournalism when he does uh, your events and um he uh had caught on facebook that i had told my kids some stories with some made-up characters about a dragon and a knight and and i had put on there that i had named this i had named a dwarf bartle blast that was the name that i had given him to my kids stories well, when he handed over the CD-ROM of all the images he had taken for one of our family photo shoots, the password to uh, access the CD-ROM was Bartle Blast. Now that's somebody paying attention, right? I felt right. I felt known, I felt cared for, right? Because he was really paying attention. That just, just I'm showing instead of telling that I'm paying attention when I do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and you, and you just started. You know, I love it when somebody starts the phrase. I remember when you said, <laughs> oh, just the best. <laughs> like, yes, yeah, somebody remembered what I said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah is, that's exactly this right. Is the best day ever. <laughs> exactly right. The so so one more little little tip. Um, if you're if you if you've listened but you're not still not sure that you've grasped what part you know part of that conversation or or the meaning, just ask one more question. Yes. Just, yes. just ask that drill down, that clarifying question of, all right, all right. So when you say that, what do you mean by that? You, you, you know, and and then they're like, okay, here's what, and 
And so if you can ask one more question before you immediately respond, you have a much better chance of, of understanding what, you know, what's going on and, and, and how you can apply in the, in the most logical or the most effective way possible. I, I think that's perfect. Um, I have one more thing to close us. I had to look up these lyrics to make sure I had them right. But They Might Be Giants had a song in the 90s when I was in college. Uh, they, they are my favorite American band. I'll just say that for the record. Um, and this song, it's not one of their big hits, uh, but it's about uh, an older fella who is just sick and tired of people not listening to him. And he wants to do some talking. Um, and the chorus says, uh, don't interrupt me as I struggle to complete this thought. Have some respect for someone more forgetful than yourself. And I'm not done. And I won't be till my head falls off. The whole song is just him ranting about nobody's, you know, I, I want to be, I want to be talking right now. You listen, I'm going to talk. And uh, so even in the 90s, we had this problem, you know, free smartphones. We were still dealing with these issues. Oh, I hope this helps you, you know, land the plane with some people mm -hmm. and, and really come across as an actual listener. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Slow down. Read your messages before you respond. Don't be that guy. Just That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And people going, what is he talking about? <laughs> and so... <laughs> Uh, no, I think that's the, you know, yeah, it's not a new problem, but I think it has been exacerbated by the, the, the various channels that we now have for communication. Totally. Totally. So, so yeah, yeah. We've always struggled with it. It's just gotten worse because of all the systems in place now. That's right. That's so, right. Uh, speaking of giants, the, a giant in the narration <laughs> industry would be our very own Mr. John Wolf. Uh, who works for us despite his gigantic, you know, gigantic, gigantic, uh, you know, thing and, and everything. Uh, he works for us for free. So we really like that part. We love that. <laughs> yeah, that's our favorite. So go ahead and tweet that or share it any other way you want. As always, there are no rights reserved, no trademarks, no copyrights. Share it if you want to. And join us next time on It Doesn't Take a Genius. That's good enough.